I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be here. Today is actually our last day before Christmas. Steven Spector has decided to give everybody the day off tomorrow, so I will not be here. I was not planning on taking any vacation. I was planning on being here. It's a Red Friday. I got to do TV tomorrow at Fox 4, bright and early at 9 o'clock. Normally, I go get something to eat. I come right up here, and you know what? We have a great Friday. But Steven Spector and the boss man said that too many people are taking off. I was prepared to be here. I don't have any plans for tomorrow. But if your boss gave you the day off, would you come in anyway? So today is my last day before Christmas. I will be here next week. I will not be here on Friday. I'm going to the Cotton Bowl, so I'm not taking too much time off between now and then. Maybe you are. Happy holidays to you and yours. Rob will be back next Thursday. Until then, Quentin is holding us down here on 610 Sports Radio. We got a lot of stuff to get into over the course of the next four hours. Quentin has come up with the game. Now, he has not explained the game to me. He has not told me what the game is, but he looked at me in a way and said, I got this. Now, I'm a little bit leery. I don't know all Quentin's dribble moves. He might only have the right. He can't go left. But you know what? It's my Friday. I'm looking outside. It's not a whole lot of cars. The Chiefs are minus 10,000 to win the AFC West. I'm going to roll with Quentin on this one. If the game goes poorly, it's not my fault. If the game goes well, I was here to encourage, so it's my fault there, too. So I'm going to get credit either way. I'm going to get credit if the game works. I'm going to get credit if the game doesn't work. But I'm here to tell you that we're going to play a game here coming up in about 15 minutes that Quentin has assured me, quote, I got this. We got a lot to get into over the course of the next four hours. I appreciate you listening on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. Quentin, here's your time. Before we get to any game, we know that it's pizza time here on The Drive. Call me up right now. Be call number six, and I'm going to give you a free pizza from Pizza Tasio. Kansas City's best New York-style pizza has taken over KC, and now the new Waldo location is open for business. Pizza Tasio lovingly uses 100% whole milk mozzarella, all-organic tomato sauce, and locally grown fresh ingredients, all made by KC guys who just know and love pizza. 
So call me up right now, call number six, and I'm going to give you a free pizza courtesy of Pizza Tasio and The Drive. Can we just go back really quickly? I need you to say pizza time with a little bit more enthusiasm. It's pizza time. That's all I need you to do, man. A little bit of enthusiasm. I also need you to do two other things. I need you to tell one friend to listen to the show. I also need you to listen every day at 2 o'clock on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. I don't want to start with the Chiefs wide receivers. I don't want to. I feel obligated to start with the Chiefs wide receivers when they say these things. Here's Andy Reid. He was asked today about the wide receiver coach, Connor Embry. He gives him credit for the production of Rasheed Rice. You don't believe me? Here's Andy Reid. Uh, somebody, you know, listen, uh, if they're young, they, you take a little step back, you, you know, have a chance to take steps forward. So um, that's how it goes. And you're going to have ups and downs in this business. It's a pretty tough sport, you know, and there are a lot of people that are, you know, going to put their opinion out there, along with the coaches and players. You know, everybody's got an opinion, so... Um, but you got to, you got to, you know, you, you keep working. Uh, they're doing a good job. The young guys they've got. Uh, Todd's a little different. He's got guys that's pretty uh, veteran group there. Um, but um, I mean, Connor, uh, look at Rice, and that kind of tells you the, uh, gives you the answer to that that part of it. But um, in his production, so. Here's the thing. I'm not saying that Connor Embry has done absolutely nothing for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not saying that. He has certainly contributed, helped in a lot of ways, I'm sure. But I made this analogy on Twitter. I'll make it here if you didn't see it. If you make a good chicken, but you burn all the other sides, did you make a good meal? They have developed Rasheed Rice. I will give them a lot of credit. Now, I do think there's some context to it that we can talk about. But they have definitely gotten the most out of Rasheed Rice this year. 68 catches, 754 yards, seven touchdowns. He could potentially get 1,000 yards as a rookie. Rasheed Rice has had as good of a rookie season that any of us could have imagined. They have burned all the other sides. MVS is significantly worse this year than he was last year. We saw no growth with Kadarius Toney, no growth from Sky Moore. I don't really think that Justin Watson is any better or any worse as a player. I think he's the same player. You were just forced to use Justin Watson more because you don't have any other options. You had a productive NFL wide receiver in Richie James, and you have gotten absolutely nothing out of him this season. Yes, You guys have done a good job with Rasheed Rice this year. You have done a bad job on everybody else in that wide receiver room. So a fair question is, what have you done with Rasheed Rice that you don't think was replicable with the other wide receivers in that room? We're talking about a guy who is coming in as a rookie, a guy who's learning things. Sky Moore was in this offense last year. Kadarius Toney has been in this offense. MVS is... Almost 30 years old, he's been in this offense. Why are we seeing regression from players and not progression from certain players? 
a big reason for Rasheed Rice's development as a player as well, and I mean this in no way as a slight towards Rasheed Rice, you've simply started throwing him the ball more. Targets are way up. And if your targets are way up and you get more opportunities to make plays than you did in the early part of the season, your numbers are going to increase. I mean, over the last month of games for the Kansas City Chiefs, starting with the game against the Las Vegas Raiders, where I think it was pretty clear, they scored 17 points against Philadelphia. He got four targets. That was the game in which Justin Watson got 11 targets. And somebody said, we're not doing this anymore. No mas. Whether it was Matt Nagy, whether it was Andy Reid, I have no clue which one we are attributing that to. But somebody stepped in and said, no, it shouldn't be this way. And maybe that was the watershed moment that the Chiefs needed to really start to use one of their most, if not their most explosive player. In the game against Miami, Rasheed Rice got two targets. In the game against Philadelphia, he got four targets in that game. And from then, he has been one of the most used wide receivers in the National Football League. He got 10 targets against Las Vegas, 9 against Green Bay, 10 in the game against Buffalo. He got 9 targets last week against the New England Patriots. He caught all of them for 91 yards and a touchdown. Part of why we have seen the development with Rasheed Rice is you have been forced out of necessity to force feed your best option. And that's not a bad strategy. Get your best player the football. But we haven't seen that growth, that development from really anybody else in that wide receiver room. So we got news today that McCall Hardman is coming back off the IR. So there is a 21-day practice window. So he can practice, but you don't have to activate him. He has 21 days to do this. So basically the rest of the regular season before you need to make a decision on if you want to activate him or not. This is how I would shrink this room. And we're going to be joined by other hosts here at 610 to talk about how you would shrink down this room. Rasheed Rice has has emerged as your number one. He has emerged as a number one in the league based on how you've been using him, his explosiveness. He scored a touchdown in three of his four games. You have thrown it to him 38 times over the last four games. He's being used like a number one wide receiver, making the most out of those opportunities and really playing well and helping this offense. I think he earns it. I would say that Justin Watson would be my two. It's not that I love Justin Watson by any means. He has just proven that outside of Rasheed Rice, he is one of your most reliable players on the team. So I think you have to continue to keep him in the mix. I think you continue to have to keep him in this conversation. Justin Watson, I think, has proven that he is a capable number two on this team. Now, I don't think he'd be a two on any other team in the National Football League, maybe the New England Patriots, but that's about it. But on this team, Justin Watson is a two. I think that's your best option. I would still keep MVS as the three. Now, I would maybe limit his opportunities but I still think you need that big play down the field receiver. That's not really how they've used Rasheed Rice. They haven't had him on a lot of go routes, a lot of out routes. That's not really how they've used him. They've used him really as an extension of the run game over the last month or so, and he has excelled in that role. You need somebody that could potentially take the top off of the defense. Now, it helps when you catch the ball, but I think how you've used MVS is probably much in line with who he is as a player. I think there's a role for that on this team out of necessity, out of really no other options. I think he's your three. 
And then at number four, it's Richie James. And it's what I've been saying all week. Richie James has proven that he is an NFL wide receiver. You can't say that about Kadarius Tony, despite all of the conversations about how talented he is. You can't say that about Sky Moore. Just last year in the NFL, 57 catches, 569 yards. The year before that with San Francisco, 23 catches for 394 yards. There's something there with Richie James that you guys have been unable to tap into since he's been here in Kansas City. And some of that is he got hurt early on in the season. He's maybe been behind some other guys. But you've never really given him an opportunity to go out and make plays. You don't throw it to him nearly enough. He's gotten eight balls thrown his way so far this season. Eight. Now, a lot of that, again, is he missed a significant part in the middle of the season. But I want to go into the playoffs knowing what you have in Richie James. And then outside of that, I think you divvy up your gadget plays. I think you give McCole Hartman an end around. I think you use him in that way. Justin Ross, I'm sorry. This is not the time to be experimenting and trying to figure things out. We got to narrow this room down and get the best options available to see what we can do heading into the postseason. Coming up on the other side, Quentin says he has a game for us to play. I do not know the game. I do not know the rules, but he is telling me only I am playing this game. We'll see how it goes. Keep worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, here's the drive. Coming up momentarily, we're going to play Quentin's game. But before we do that, it is a FanDuel Friday presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook app and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. We have one of the most important games of the season today in the National Football League between the New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Rams. If you take a look at the playoff standings in the NFC, This is as big of a game that you can have. The Rams would currently be in the playoffs, and they would be the seventh seed. New Orleans is the ninth seed, but they both are seven and seven. 
the winner of this game has around a 70% chance of making the postseason. The loser has a 5% chance of making the postseason. This is a playoff game. It doesn't have that title attached to it, but the winner, you will probably make it. The loser, you better start making plans for week 19 of the NFL season because you will be free. The Los Angeles Rams are currently four and a half point favorites in this game. The over under is 45 and a half. I just don't trust the Saints enough to go on the road and win this game. I hate to be on the side of the public. And this does feel like a zig when everybody is zagging. But if you're going to tell me in a must-win game, do I want to be on the side of Sean McVay or do I want to be on the side of Dennis Allen? I know exactly what side I want to be on. I want to be on the side of the coach who has coached in two Super Bowls and won another one. I got I to gotta ride the Rams here. I think they're the better team. I think they've been the more consistent team, as consistent as you can be being a 500 team. I also just, I think they're more talented than the New Orleans Saints are as well. So today I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take them minus the four and a half. I probably would, I probably would take the over on this one. I do think there's going to be some points scored in this game as well. Also, if you want me just to give you any other bet, you know what? Go ahead and give me an anytime touchdown by Cooper Cup at plus 130. So I'm going to do that. I might actually I might actually make a little bit of a parlay where I'm going to take the Rams straight up on the money line. I'm also going to take Cooper Cup to score a touchdown. That's what I like for my FanDuel Friday, presented by the FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. Quinton, who do you like in the game today between the Saints and the Rams? I mean, I don't know how you can't go with the Rams. They're on the up and up, and the Saints have just been mad the entire season. I mean, they were picked to to win the South, not because they were good, but because they had, quote-unquote, the best quarterback. So I think you have to ride with the Rams tonight. So, all right, we're going to play a game here. Now, I don't know what this game is. Fire up a little bit of Christmas music here, because you told me it's a Christmas-related game. That's really all I know about this game. So if you can... Quinn, can you explain to us what we're about to do? Okay, so the game's pretty simple. I thought it's Christmas time. We got to keep doing Christmas-themed things. So I'm going to give you a iconic Christmas movie character and a little brief description on them. And I want you to relate that to an NFL football season. Uh, NFL football team from the 2023 season. Okay, I think I can handle this. This seems like my kind of game. You know what? Let's do it. Okay, so first, Rudolph. Rudolph is a misfit guy that gets made fun of but eventually at the end of the movie you have a little respect for him so who was a team that we made fun of all offseason but by the end of the year we respect him you know what i'm gonna go with the cleveland browns as that team this year i was not a deshaun watson believer early on in the season and you were thinking well if he can figure it out who knows what you're gonna get he then goes out. Then you got P.J. Walker. You got Dorian Thomas, Thompson Robinson. And it was easy to kind of disregard the Cleveland Browns. But you know what? They've been steady. They've been one of the more reliable teams in the National Football League this year. And they might have the best defense. So they were a team that I certainly came into the year overlooking. I'm going to give the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to call them Rudolph. I'm going to give mine to the Texans. Okay. 
which I think for pretty fair, number one overall pick, you got the right quarterback and you've turned it around. Okay. I can uh, live with that. All right. Number two, we're going to go with frosty. This would be a team that appeared out of nowhere mid season. Nobody thinks about them now though, because they melted away. The Denver Broncos. That has to be the team, right? Has to be the Denver Broncos. The Broncos had a little bit of a stretch there where you were like, all right, Denver, I see you. You remember Denver won five games in a row. They beat Green Bay, Kansas City, went on the road and beat Buffalo, beat Minnesota. They beat Cleveland during that stretch. They won five games in a row. Well, they've lost two of their last three. And I think they're going to be on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. So I'm going to give that to the Denver Broncos. I picked the Vikings for this one because they started 0-3 and then they went on that hot shot and then they lost their quarterback so nobody thinks about them anymore. No, that makes sense. Same vein. You know that if the playoffs started today, Minnesota would be in the playoffs. They'd be the seven and they're seven and seven right now. They'd be going on the road to the Detroit Lions in round one of the NFL playoffs. Let me give you their schedule down the stretch. They play the Lions twice in Green Bay. So they better hold on tight. They better hold on tight to that playoff spot because they play one of the better teams in the league in Green Bay, another team that's just right there fighting for playoff position. And Green Bay is 6-8. and I don't think they're going to make the postseason. But if they win their game, they could have the exact same record as the Minnesota Vikings. All right, moving on to number three. I've got Kevin McAllister in the great movie Home Alone. McAllister, despite the odds, he keeps winning in goofy ways. So what is a team that shouldn't be winning but continues to win? The Cincinnati Bengals. You would think whenever Cincinnati lost Joe Burrow that that would be the end of anything that they were doing. But you know what? They have won three games in a row, and they've beat some decent teams. They went on the road and beat Jacksonville. They beat Indianapolis, and then they beat Minnesota last week. Now, their schedule down the stretch isn't the easiest. On the road against Pittsburgh, on the road against Kansas City on New Year's Eve. They also play Cleveland at the end of the season. We'll see how important that game could potentially be for the Cleveland Browns. But you're asking me a team that just continues to win and just continues continues to tread water just enough. I'm going to say the Cincinnati Bengals, they get my Kevin McAllister. I'm going to give it to Cleveland because your defense has gotten you multiple safeties this year. Last week, Joe Flacco, or I like to call him Joe Fluco, threw three interceptions and they still won. The Browns have been a very sort of fluky team treading water for me. Okay. All right. Now this one, I kind of just went generic. All right. Who's the Santa Claus? It's the gift that keeps on giving. The gift that keeps on giving. The Dallas Cowboys. Like, that's the team that just feels good to me. The Cowboys are always going to be interesting. Think about it. A couple of weeks ago, we were looking at the Cowboys as, hey, you know what? Maybe we got to change our opinion on the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe that's what we need to do. I mean, they had won five games in a row. They beat Seattle. They beat Philadelphia. You're thinking, hey. This Cowboys team, they're good. We got to pay attention to them. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Get smoked by the Buffalo Bills. Now they're going on the road. They play Miami. We'll see if Tyree Kill plays in that game. The gift that keeps on giving, it's the Dallas Cowboys. They do always just enough to get us to talk about them, but never enough to take them seriously. I think the Cowboys is the perfect pick here. I don't know how you could really go anywhere else because whether they're getting blown out or blowing somebody else out, you got to watch them because it's entertaining either way. Okay, I've got uh, Bruce Willis and Die Hard, which is the team that's been put in bad situations but just keeps coming out on top. 
That sounds like the Philadelphia Eagles to me. Now, I know they've fallen on a little bit of hard times, but, I mean, Philadelphia, for all of their problems, they're still 10-4. and four. They can still win that division and be the two seed in the NFC. And the NFC, they're just not very strong. Like, for as up and down as Philadelphia has been this season, they're still the obvious second-best team in the NFC to me, and I expect to see them in the NFC Championship game where they are as talented as San Francisco. It just really comes to can they put it together. So if you're asking me, Bruce Willis, I know that things have gone really poorly these last three weeks for Philadelphia, but down the stretch, they play New York twice and they play Arizona. I mean, we think they're going to win 13 games. That's enough to get you the two seed. You're going to get a really, really bad team i think in that first round game and then you I mean, then you got to beat a good team you got to beat detroit you got to beat dallas you got to beat one of those teams in that second round matchup that game's also going to be at home it's also going to be in the cold we've seen the numbers with jared goff when he goes on the road in the cold you feel good about your chances to get uh, to win that game so i'm going to say the philadelphia eagles i think they answered your question i think i've got the chiefs here because a lot of time, all the mistakes, everything that we've been talking about basically for this whole season. And yet they're winning the AFC West. They have still have a shot for the one seed. I think it's I think it's the Chiefs to go here, though. All right, I got two more. Okay. We're gonna go with Clark Griswold from Christmas Vacation. Clark Griswold, no matter what he does, he just can't seem to do anything right. Say it one more time. Uh, Clark, Clark Griswold. What was it? One more a time. A team that just can't seem to do anything right. It's a good one. You know what? I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers. It's a team I'm going to go. No, you know what? I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons this year. That's the team I'm going to pick. I'm going to go. I'm going to try to go a little bit off the beaten path here with the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, this division was ripe for the picking. If you were the Atlanta Falcons, think about it. You have no clue who your quarterback is. Like you have built all of this talent up over the last couple of years. You went out and you got B. John Robinson. You got Drake London. You got Kyle Pitts. You were thinking that you were ready to run. And now you're in the exact same spot that you need to go get another quarterback. Jaden Daniels from LSU just makes all the sense in the world to me. If you're the Atlanta Falcons to go out there and get, you don't know if it's Taylor Heineke. You don't know if it's Desmond Ritter. You've benched him two times this season. I'm going to give that to the Atlanta Falcons. This should have been their division. I think they are the most talented team in the NFC South and what has that gotten them I appreciate you going off the beaten path but I'm going to stick with the Chargers I mean come on they got the quarterback and nothing else every move they've made over the past what four or five seasons has come back to bitten them they traded away JC Jackson a guy who played I think literally seven games for them and they're still paying his contract. They've got injuries all over the field. It's just a team that, no matter what, even a change at offensive coordinator, can't seem to do the right thing. All right, last one. I've got the Grinch, a team that is ready to play spoiler to get someone out of the playoffs. It's Buffalo. That's clearly Buffalo. Buffalo, the way that they're playing right now, they're the spoiler, they're the Grinch. Buffalo, absolutely. Buffalo's the Grinch. Who you got? Uh, I want the Steelers here because I don't know if it's a team that makes the playoffs, but any the Steelers, anytime I feel like that defense or just because of their coach, I think they can beat somebody and knock them out of the playoffs. I mean, that team, I mean, if they're talking about knocking somebody out of the playoffs, I mean, they're going to have three chances. They're going to have a chance against Cincinnati, a chance against Seattle, and a chance against Baltimore. Here's the thing that I'm going to find very interesting. The Steelers could lose their three remaining games. 
They're going to be underdogs, I would say, in their three remaining games. I if agree. They, if they finish 7-10, and 10, are they firing Mike Tomlin? I think that is a very reasonable question to ask, given how things have gone this year, and it just feels like they are an organization that has gone very stagnant. We can keep this conversation going on the other side, 913-586-7610. We'll also talk about the major news today in college football. What conference could Florida State be going to? That's coming up. Keep it right here. So- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Kansas City, it's Sky Moore. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. A couple of days ago, this is what Chip Kelly had to say. Chip Kelly is the head coach at UCLA, and he was asked about his fix for college football. Here's what he had to say. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our, our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball team should be playing Arizona in basketball. But because football left. And they say, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football. And they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference that's in the Power Five. And you can have a 64-team conference in the Group of Five. And we separate it. And we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams. And then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams. And then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this. <laughs> Not that I've a lot of spent time on this. But I think if you went together collectively as a group and said there's 132 teams and we all share, in the, same ter- we all share the same TV contract so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sun Belt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another, that we all go together, that's a lot of games, and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one. Instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five, you can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You know, a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done, that money now needs to be shared with the student athletes, and there needs to be revenue sharing, and the players should get paid, and you can get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid is really the biggest travesty. 
That was Chip Kelly a couple of days ago when he was asked about his fix for college football. Well, Florida State is beginning the process of leaving the ACC. So they are having a meeting tomorrow with their board of regents to discuss getting out of the ACC. This is something that they have been communicating now for quite some time. When all of the moves were happening with the Big Ten, Florida State was communicating how unhappy they were in the ACC and how can we compete with this pay discrepancy? How are you expecting us to compete with Georgia, Ohio State, and those programs when we get significantly less from our television contract than all of these teams? We're going to need to do something else. You then add to the fact that I think they got left out of the college football playoff because of the conference that they're in. If they had gone undefeated in the SEC, even without having Jordan Travis, I still think they get included in the college football playoff. If they had been in the Pac-12 this year with how deep it was, I think they still get a chance to compete for the college football national championship. Obviously, the SEC, the Big 12, the Big 10, if they had been in those conferences – It was kind of easy to leave the ACC out of this conversation, especially in the down year that the ACC had. I mean, Clemson wasn't as good as they've been in years past. Miami isn't that good as they've been in years past. So if you add all of those things up, you get left out of the mix. I just don't know why we haven't figured out how to consolidate the talent in college football create these four power conferences, which we are basically creating right now. You get the best teams, the best brands, and we all go in and it's one for all for one and one for all. That would be the absolute easiest way to do it. Nick Saban earlier today was on Pat McAfee's show, and he said that his program looks at the transfer portal as free agency, and they go in there and they start to pick off needs. That sounds like a professional sports team. Hey, we need a corner in free agency. How much money do we have to spend? Hey, we really like this corner. Why don't we offer him this amount of money? We get him to play for us and we see if it works. That is the exact same format that we have in the NFL. It's like we know that college sports are professional sports, but yet we want to maintain that it's not and it's amateurism. And it just makes absolutely no sense. This isn't even a point of me arguing about they should pay the student-athletes. To me, that seems like a no-brainer conversation. But at least when it comes to how the teams are set up, the television contracts that they're in, this just seems very, very obvious to me. We know what's about to happen with Florida State. Florida State is going to join either the Big Ten or the SEC. And then the SEC is going to add another team so they don't have an odd number. The Big Ten is going to add another team so they don't have an odd number. So we're going to continue to pluck schools off. The ACC now, I'd be worried because if Florida State leaves, what's keeping Clemson in that? If you're Clemson, that's a logical jump to go to the SEC now. you got South Carolina right there. You already play them. There's a rivalry. You recruit a lot of players outside of the state of Georgia. If you're Clemson, going to the SEC is a no-brainer for you as a program. Like We have allowed these conferences to get to the point that there are as many teams in the SEC that there are in the AFC. There's as many teams in the Big Ten that there are in the NFC. Like We have allowed these leagues to grow to – Pro football standards. Well, there's a system in how you do it. We all know how the scheduling works in the NFL. Hey, these conferences play these conferences. Hey, we have a formula to determine who you play in these games. Nobody complains about the schedule in the NFL. It is what it is. 
everybody in the NFL has the same television contracts. The Chiefs don't have a different television contract than the New York Giants. No, we're all going in together, and we're splitting this money evenly from ESPN. We're splitting this money evenly from Amazon. And everybody's going to play under the exact same rules. It's like we want college athletics to be more like the pros, except when we're trying to figure out how to divvy up the money and the resources. And every single step that we see in this conversation is just getting closer and closer to it being the NFL light. You know what's even the best part about this is that it allows you to keep rivalries together in other sports. I think that's something that wasn't even mentioned in that. It's that it's not even it's more about the money because you are able to separate football from everything because it is so much different than all the other sports. But then you're allowing, you know, places like MU and KU to play in other sports and you could localize it as well. So you don't have a West Coast team flying all the way across the country and still calling themselves, you know, a West Coast conference. So you solve a lot of problems with this with one pretty simple solution and just do what Notre Dame is doing and expand it all across college football. I don't know. This would be if you like come to me and like, what do you want the fix to be in college football? This is what I would want the fix to be. Why don't we treat each of these individual leagues? Let's treat each of these individual leagues like its own entity. The SEC. Hey, we're going to divide it up. We got 16 teams. We're going to divide it up. This is the SEC one, the SEC two, the SEC three, the SEC four. You play every team that's in your division the same way that the Chiefs play every team in their division. All right, you're now going to split it up, and now you're going to play another division, another pod, those teams. So that gives you seven games, and then we're going to randomize every year you play another team. You play eight games. After those eight games, you are going to play the SEC playoff. You are the winner in the pod one. You are the winner in pod two, the winner in pod three, the winner in pod four. We have our four SEC teams. We're going to play our own SEC playoff. And the winner of that playoff is then fed into the big-time playoff for who can go to the Super Bowl. Isn't that how the AFC works? The AFC works is they have one playoff. The winner of that playoff, they get a chance to compete for the absolute biggest prize. No one complains about the way that the playoff structure is in the NFL. It makes sense. It's fair to everybody. Everybody in the NFL doesn't play the same schedule. Some team schedule is harder than other team schedule. But this is a system that everybody is signed up to. I don't know why that's not the plan because we already know what's about to happen in college football. You know what's going to happen? Next year, a team like Missouri is going to make the SEC championship game or the Big Ten championship. I'm like, hold on. How can you be the Big Ten champion when you didn't play Ohio State, you didn't play Michigan, you didn't play Oregon, you didn't play Penn State? That team's not worthy. Like th- this, this just seems very obvious to me. Very, very obvious to me of how to do it. They need to start over from the very beginning. Just like right now, let's start over and let's just start college football from the ground up. Let's just, everything that we have, let's just take a sledgehammer, let's just knock it to the ground and let's just start over and let's reconfigure the sport and how to do it. I'll be the commissioner. I think I have great ideas for how to fix college football. Hey, this is going to be your allotment. The same way in the NFL, you have a salary cap. You can't spend more than this. Hey, if you want to pay the players, great. We encourage you paying the players. But you can't go over X amount. It's going to be obvious. It's going to be public. There's not going to be any. That's how I would handle it. But it's college football, so they they probably won't handle that way. Well, do you think the people in charge of college football can even admit to themselves that it's broken? Because in order to solve a problem, you first have to recognize there's a problem. And I don't think they will recognize that there's a problem. 
I think everybody acknowledges that it's a problem. I don't know if you can get enough of the schools like Iowa State and Kansas State, those kind of schools, to come to, like Vanderbilt. I don't know if you can get enough of those schools to come together and say, we're not doing this anymore. Like, I make the NBA analogy. I know people don't follow the NBA like that. Like, that's eventually what happened in the NBA. All the small market teams came together and said, this model that we have is not sustainable for all of us. This model is great if you're the Lakers or the Knicks. This is a really bad model if you're Milwaukee. How do we get to keep Giannis if we draft him? If we draft a once-in-a-generational player, how can we keep him? They figured out a plan. So you just got to get everybody on the same page. And I thought it was pretty obvious during COVID when they couldn't figure out and get on the same page about when to start the season and do all of that. Like COVID was in March. College football didn't start until August, September. And they just couldn't figure out, hey, this is how we're going to do it for everybody across the board. Hey, we're not starting college football until October 1st is how every single league is going to do it. If they couldn't come together, then they'll never come together. Meanwhile, the NFL figured it out. Uh, relatively quickly. Everybody's I think on the same page? Everybody, yeah, exactly. I think part of the issue here is that each each football team is a different entity in college football because they're all led by different AGs and presidents and all of that, whereas in the NFL, it's all up front of business, and so everybody has the same you know goal in mind right there where it's not in college football. I want to play this audio for you guys. J.J. Piccolo, the general manager of the Kansas City Royals, he met with uh, the media earlier today. He was actually on Cody and Gold, and he was asked a question on what made him want to go for it in the division. Yeah, well, I mean, this year, 23, was just not fun. I mean, it, it, was, uh, it was a tough year. Um, we were frustrated with a lot of things. We were learning along the way because we're excited about our coaching staff. We're excited about a lot of our young players. Uh, but it was clear to us at the end of the year that if we're going to capitalize uh, on, on a group of, of young players, a core of players, uh, if we're going to capitalize on, on their time here and our ability to push forward, we needed to be really aggressive this offseason. And you know, I think we outlined pretty clearly uh, where, where we thought we needed uh, to, to get deeper and where we need to get better. Uh, a lot of it was on the pitching side and then also just to acquire a bat to put in the middle of the lineup. And fortunately, we were able to get a, a nice player in Garrett Hampson as well. So, um, you know, it was a very focused um, approach to what we were doing. Uh, we were very aggressive from the get-go with free agents, very aggressive in trade ideas amongst our, our pro scouting departments. And um, I'm proud of the way they went about their business and the way we handled things and the way we were, we were able to work through things and ultimately arrive at a roster that looks a lot stronger right now than it did uh, at the end of September. You know what I thought the key phrase of that entire clip that we heard from J.J. Piccolo is? He used the term aggressive. We wanted to go out there and be aggressive. And you know what? They actually went out there, and they were aggressive. No one can deny it. They went to the grocery store with a list. And you know what they did? They came back from the grocery store with the exact list of things that they wanted to get. I believe that starting pitching was a priority for the Kansas City Royals this offseason. They went out. They got Michael Waka. They went out, and they got Seth Lugo. They spent money on those things. You got to do that. You wanted to make a move. 
there was a story that they were in the middle of making a trade, and it was, well, we can either spend the money or trade Vinny Pasquantino. They just spent the money instead. So you keep a young, talented bat in your lineup to build on, and you can always make the decision later on if that's a player that you want to move off of. You spend the money, and you spread goodwill and hope to the fan base. That's all Royals fans have been asking for. JJ, we like this version of you. Keep it going. Aggressive. You did it. If you spend $100 million in free agency the way that the Royals have over the course of the last three weeks, no one can deny you. No one can debate you. You did it, JJ. Now, you have won November. You have won December. Now, the tricky part is, can you translate that into winning April and May? And if the Royals come out with just a decent start, because usually... And I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say this. They usually bury themselves in the first 50 games. Every time. They'll have some nine-game losing streak that'll start May 1st to May 13th. And then you'll look up at the standings and they're 11 games under 500. And they're seven and a half games out of the division. And they're done. If you can hold on until the kiddos get out of school... And until the summer happens, Kansas City will show up for you. I believe that wholeheartedly. I am 100% on the side that if you give people a reason to go out to that stadium, people will go. People will support. People will give you their money. People will be optimistic. People will be hopeful. The city has been clamoring For something to believe in when it comes to the Kansas City Royals. You have done a very, very good thing here, J.J. Piccolo. Maybe you make another move. Maybe you don't. Now the first 50 games are really, really important. Because I do think there's going to be a measure of let's wait and see. Hey, the Royals did a lot of things, but it's still cold outside. My kids still got school. I don't know yet. But if this team can be competitive and be 500 in the first 50 games or so, I really think that Kansas City is going to go out and support this team this summer and go to the stadium. The Royals just haven't given you many reasons to go out there over the last couple of years or so. Here's J.J. Piccolo and how he feels about the pitching depth that the Royals currently have. But you you reach a point in your timeline as an organization where you need to make a major step forward. And I I don't know what 24 will bring. A lot of things got to happen for us to come out on top. But I know that the roster is deeper you, know, you mentioned having a, you know, starters beyond five. We, we feel like we've, we've got eight or nine starters right now that we wouldn't have a problem start on any given night. And that's a, a great feeling uh, with the security of having guys that have done it for many years. So it's going to be a really healthy environment for us and, and really kind of the clubhouse culture that, that we envision and want to create. JJ, Merry Christmas, man. You did a good thing here. You did good work. You know how you just like, you finish a project, you can just leave thinking, man, I did my absolute best. I believe the Royals, I believe the Royals for the first time in maybe five years, I believe they did everything they could. I really do. I believe they did everything they could. I think they went out. I think they spent money. I think they made the right acquisitions. I think they were very smart about it, where if something goes wrong, they have the ability to press the eject button and get out of those contracts. I think the Royals did as well as you can expect the Royals to do. And if the Royals are in a position that if they need to add a piece near the deadline, I think John Sherbin has told you, hey, I'm willing to 
I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is, and I think that's all you were asking the Kansas City Royals to do. Coming up at the top of the hour, in 30-minute increments, we are going to be joined by a various 610 sports radio host, and we're going to talk about the wide receiver room. The wide receiver room is now adding McCall Hartman. He is back at practice today for the Kansas City Chiefs and how you would handle this wide receiver room for the next three weeks and as we get closer and closer to the postseason. Coming up first, we'll be joined by our guy, Cody Tapp. Cody Tapp is going to – or Binkley's actually joining us at 3 o'clock. My apologies. Binkley's going to join us here coming up in five minutes. My bad. Cody's at 4 o'clock. You know what? I can't read sometimes. Keep it right here. It's the drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy – celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 